On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, most of us spend the majority of our waking hours working. And if you are working at something that is not fulfilling you, something that you were not passionate about, it's not helpful to you or anyone in your life. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Our quote of the day, there is no passion to be found in playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. From the comparable Nelson Mandela. I'm going to say it one more turn for the folks in the back. There is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Ooh, okay. You ready for this conversation? Let's do it, girl. I'm ready. I'm excited. Well, when I hear this quote, what it makes me think about, Dom, is people that I have observed in life who live their life for other people Mm. or Mm -hmm. who didn't pursue their dreams for whatever reason. Yeah. And at the end of their life, like life is so precious. At the end of their Mm -hmm. life, they did not have a chance to see their full potential. They didn't have a chance to see what they could have been. And it gives me a lot of sadness for thinking about that. I remember years ago, I forget who said it, maybe like one of the elders, or like a grandparent or something was saying that, and we probably heard this, that the funeral, uh, the funeral, that the cemetery is one of the richest places in the world because of all the dreams and oh. aspirations that never had a chance to come to fruition. And I was just like, damn, like, oh, life is so precious. Like that shit yeah. just, yeah, it's not guaranteed. Like you really have to prioritize your goals and the life that you want to live. So right, right. that's what it makes me think of. Oh, what about you? <laughs> oh, that is sitting with me. Yes. I, you know, I think for me, when I hear this quote, the thing that comes up for me is how particularly as Black women, people are constantly trying to dim our light. <clears throat> Or create situations where we feel like we have to play small. Mm -hmm. And this quote is a reminder that it does not serve us Mm -hmm. to play small. That ideally, 
our best life is a life in which we are living out everything that we are capable of, that we are pursuing our wildest dreams, that we aren't settled in any area of our life. And I know today we're focused on career Mm -hmm. because for most of us, our career is a huge part of our day. Yeah. When we think about it, most of us spend the majority of our waking hours working. Yeah. And if you are working at something that is not fulfilling you, something that you were not passionate about, it's not helpful to you or anyone in your life. Especially in the long term, because I think mm-hmm. we're going to talk about our career trajectories in just a minute, lady. But I think if, when you think about this holistically, long term, it's not sustainable. It won't make you happy. Ideally, we shouldn't be doing that, right? Like we should right. try to choose a different path. But in the short term, I've definitely had situations where I was like, I'm going to just, this is a means to an end. I'm right. going to be in this role. I'm going to be in this job. It's not ideal. It's not my end goal, but like, I got to do what I got to do to pay the bills now. So, yeah. lady, we're talking more of like, High level, like taking a step back, looking at your life, looking at your career from a bird's eye view and thinking about what does it look like for me to optimize my career experience from beginning to end? Because, you know, they say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So having a plan is important. So Dom and I are going to dive into this. And we do have a bunch of episodes that we're going to share today that focus on finding and navigating career, creating a healthy work-life balance and preventing burnout. Lady, at this point in the game, I think we have like, what, 250 plus episodes. So you really need to go through the archives. And we're going to give you some guidance today on what episodes we recommend. But we think it'd be important for us to just ground the conversation in our backgrounds. Like, what do we do? What are our careers? What are our degrees in? And then jump into the conversation. So do you want to start off, Dr. Dom? (laughs) So, you know... If you look on our bios, like our bios kind of give you like a snapshot of Mm -hmm. our careers. But essentially, so I'm a licensed psychologist in the state of California. PhD is in counseling psychology from the University of Georgia. Go better. And so I have spent my entire career in academia. So I've worked at various universities um, starting in graduate school. And over the last, well, shit, if I started in graduate school, almost 20 years at this point, at the date of this recording, it's been almost 20 years that I have been doing this work. And I have worked in the South and now California. So... I have experienced at different types of universities. Like I've worked at large in state institutions. I've also worked at a small Jesuit school. I've worked at an HBCU. And so my career, again, has been working on college campuses. But I also have a private practice. And we have this podcast that we've been doing for five years now. Yeah. And the thing that has always been important for me is recognizing that I value the work that I do, that I enjoy the work that I do. There have been multiple points throughout my career where I have been burned out. Mm -hmm. There have been points in my career where 
I have had to call things out and call folks in. Mm -hmm. There have been points where I have been extremely supported and points where I haven't been. And I think that that is what happens in your career, like in your career, in the course of your career. If you are in a space where you are able to be in your career for a long time. But there are lots of lessons that I have learned through all of those experiences. Mm -hmm. What about for you? That was a great overview. And one of the things I want to say is that what I love about Dom's career, first of all, hearing you say all that, I'm like, I'm so blessed to be your friend and to be like, like, so exceptional, so amazing. I love it. Yes, you're welcome. A single Black woman have that type of career trajectory. And goddamn, girl, 20 years, time flies. Time does. I look back at where I graduated, I'm like, hmm? Right, right, right. But that's amazing to be able to say. But I love what I love about Dom's journey, too, is that Dom was one of those unique people who knew what she wanted to do from a very young age. And I don't think that's very typical, but I think it's incredible that someone can know at such a young age and then just begin pursuing it and be at this stage and phase in life, at this age, right? At this young age. So that was Dom's experience. My journey, very different. Very much zigzagging all over it. Very much not a straight path. Just like over here, you will probably look at my journey like, what the fuck is she doing? What is she doing? What is she doing with her life? But I got my Bachelor of Science in Business Administration in undergrad. I got that when I was like 28. 21 or something like that. And then I went right to grad school right after because I was like, people always say when you take a break, you end up not going back. So I said, I'm just going to go do this two-year grad program and then I'm done. So I went and got my master's in conflict analysis and dispute resolution, graduated when I was 23, and then just started working after that. And so when I think about the careers I've had, I've done everything from working in higher ed. I have worked in a school of pharmacy. I had odd jobs in between when I left the job and I was working at a shuttle place. I mean, I've done all kinds of jobs and then I transitioned into tech. And in the midst of my career, I've always had some type of side hustle. I've always had a pet project on the side. Today, the podcast is not a pet project. It's our business that we have on the side, but I've had like a blog. I've had my own business of consulting and coaching and things like that. And I think the common thread for me, Dom, and all my experiences was what does my job what does it allow me to do? I was always trying yeah. to think about the lifestyle. I learned that at a young age from mentors. I think about not necessarily what the job is, but what does it allow you to do? Does it allow yeah. you to travel? Does it pay for your housing? I've had several jobs that paid for my housing and paid for my degree. And the other thing I noticed too is that this career journey is very intimate and personal to us. Yes. At a certain point in my career, I was doing what everyone told me I should do. Go to school, mm-hmm. get good grades, get a good job. And then I found myself at the top of this proverbial mountain of doing all the things, like being this young person in my 20s with degrees and it looked good on the outside, having my own place, having my own car and being in this field that I was in, but I wasn't happy. And yeah. so now I feel like after that, I've been trying to figure out, okay, how do I create a whole life, a life where I can integrate my career into my passions and kind of connect everything so that I can be more fulfilled and live a happier life? So that's what we're Hey lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real. And we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. 
Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you up-level your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. I think the thing too with your career trajectory is that what you've shown is that it doesn't have to be linear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That you can find the the point is to find the thing that you're passionate about, find a thing that you're good at, where your skill sets are able to shine. Yeah. And that might not look like what we were taught in school. Yes. Right? Like it might not be the quote unquote traditional career that they teach you about at career day. Yes. And there is success to be found in that. And before we dive into the first, I want to say episode, because lady, as we said, we have a, quite a few episodes that kind of relate to this topic that we're talking about today. So we're going to share the episode and then share some takeaways in our perspective today on what we covered in the episode from a high level. And then we want you to go do your, do your Googles, do your research, go find the episode. But before we dive into that lady, just be mindful that you are not defined by where you are in your journey. There have been plenty of times in the journey where Dom and I each in our individual journeys, in our, in our collective journey have been in a space where it's like, this is not me. You know, like I yeah. know that there's more that I aspire to do. I know that this is not making me happy and I'm not fulfilled, but just know like this is not the end of the journey. Like just because you may be in a space that's uncomfortable or that isn't where your ideal vision is, like it's okay. It gets better and it can get better if we're willing to do the work and show up in a powerful way. So that takes us to our first episode, which is from season seven. It's episode 12 and it's called Finding Career Success with Dr. Kimberly Jones. And this is all about... Okay, we won't, we can keep this in. Mistakes happen, y'all. Yes, let me yes. let me let me put some respect on Dr. Kimberly's name. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> yeah. So, 
And this is all about finding the right career for you. And the episode is episode seven. It's been a long day, y'all. Okay, yeah. hold on. It's been a long day. We've been recording a lot. This is our third episode of today. Yes. This is season seven, episode 12, yes. okay? Yes. Even five years into the podcasting journey, we still make mistakes. Finding career success with Dr. Kimberly James, all yes. right? Now, I'm going to pass the mic over to you as I get my life together over here. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. And this is, like you said, part of the journey. And okay. so some of the key takeaways that Dr. James mentioned, so is she provides some tips for strategically managing your careers. So once you kind of have a sense of what you're doing, right? But part of, and so part of that includes goal setting, managing your task effectively. And one of the biggest pieces is securing a mentor and a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to give it all away. We, we want you to go and listen to the episode so that you can learn how Dr. James distinguishes between a mentor versus a sponsor. Because those can be two different people. Sometimes the same. But go check the episode out so that you can learn what the difference is. Some of the other tips that she provides is like how to like play the game well. And so like doing your job well, having allies on the job, improving your skill set, networking, self-care, which seems to be a common theme throughout every episode that we talk with, that we discuss career and not shutting down when faced with obstacles. And I think for me, when I reflect back on that episode, so one, I just want to also point out that Dr. James was a former supervisor of mine when I was um, at my postdoc, and she is currently a mentor and a friend. So I want to put that out there. And one of the things that I appreciate about this episode is that Dr. James has done a lot of work in coaching people in help in their career path. She is one of the people that I go to before I, when I'm considering a new career or new job, because I'm still in the same career, but when I'm considering a new job, she's one of the first people that I consult. And so this episode really is helpful in terms of giving you the tips that you need to consider choosing the right career for you. And then how to be successful in that. Okay, I think Dom hit the nail on the head with that one. So we're going to move on to season 11, episode three, how to make your next career move your best move with Kimberly Cummings. So in that episode, and I love that like the first two, the first point of finding the right career for you we both have we have two women named Kimberly <laughs> that are like yes. helping us out right okay. there must be something to that name mm-hmm. so what what Kimberly Cummings asked of us in this episode is to think about are you mastering what you're doing in your career are you enjoying the work that you do are you continuing to make an impact or are you making an impact at all and do you have a job or a career? Because mm-hmm. there is a difference. Yeah. And 
that is important in considering what you're trying to do, what your overall goals are. That helps you kind of figure out what your goals are as well. That's a really good point. One of the quotes that I, I believe our quote of the day for this episode was from Kimberly. And she said, I'm capable of bridging the gap between where I am and where I want to be. That's a really great affirmation mm-hmm. to state daily in the mirror when you're in that phase of the journey. And, you know, I think one of the things to remember as you're tuning into these episodes is that everything is not going to resonate with you, right? So you're going to consume some content and be like, okay, cool. That perspective is interesting. I'm going to pick this up and use it for my journey. And there's other stuff that you might say, you know what? That's not really for me. I'm not in the phase where that mm-hmm. connects with where I am. Yeah. And so I say that because one of the things that Kimberly was mentioning is that her next move, she tried to ensure that her next move was always her best move. And I yes. think that sometimes, depending on where you are in your journey, you may not be in that space. Mm-hmm. I would say in the beginning of my career, I was just happy to be there, like in the jobs that I got. Yes. I remember being in tech for the first time and I was working at, I think it was working at Facebook, which is now Meta. And I was just like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm walking by and seeing Mark Zuckerberg in the office. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this little black girl from Philly, I'm just happy to be in this space, right? Right, right. Now that I'm more established, I have a lot more leverage, more connection, more networks, more networks, more folks in my network. (laughs) Oh, no, today. More folks in my network, right? I make more strategic moves. I have a lot more bargaining power when it comes to negotiations and where I choose to be. And I have a higher level of standards now and in most cases, my next move is my best move mm-hmm. because of what I've built by way of just career. I want to say like social capital in my career. So that's something to keep in mind. I would say one of the other things that Kimberly talked about is when you're in those phases of not being okay. So let's say, for instance, you apply for a job and you're like, this feels like it's the one for me. Like it got my name written all over it. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get it. How do you cope with that? Right. Yeah. What is your practice of? giving yourself space to feel the emotions and to kind of wallow for a little bit. Cause I think that is important sometimes to just sit mm-hmm. with it. Like, how do I feel? Let me be real. Let me be honest. Let me process all the emotion. And then how do you pick yourself up and keep on pushing forward? And then of course, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, you know, Dr. Dom's favorite quote, which is trust the process. So we talk about what does it look like to trust the process when things don't work out? So definitely check out that episode as well, lady. And so then that takes us to our second overall tip or strategy is, or category, I should say, securing the job in that career field. And so in this category, we have two episodes. Now, these two episodes are kind of one major episode with a part one and a part two. And it's Terry and I giving you a run through of what it really looks like, you know, to navigate this process of securing the job, right? So it's season 14, episode 11, part one, how to stand out in a job interview and create a killer cover letter and resume. So T, mm-hmm. you want to tell us this part, the major yes, takeaway from that? Because this was yours. Like you can't, <laughs> yes, this was your thing. Let's do it, girl. So what we... <laughs> There's an acronym for the episode and we wanted to create something that was like eye-catching and that kind of, you know, sounded good to the ear. And so it's very, I want to say this is a very professional and profound acronym here. So just get ready for this lady, okay? So (laughs) the tip here is be extra AF or extra as fuck. 
And extra is an acronym. And so what extra means in the context of this conversation is the E represents being enthusiastic, right? So people pick up on energy. Yeah. I have done several, what is it called? Like interview processes and been on various search committees for various roles from entry-level roles to director roles and above at universities and whatnot. And no matter how good the resume cover letter is, your energy is contagious, right? Yes, it is. So whether you're on Zoom or you're in person, like being enthusiastic and showing them that you're excited about the role because enthusiasm tends to be contagious. So mm-hmm. that's the first one. The X stands for highlighting your X factor. So understanding what is your competitive advantage? What are you bringing to the table that no one else is bringing? How can you set yourself set yourself apart from the competition and the other candidates? So really having a clear understanding of your value proposition. The T is being tactical. And I'm going to be honest, Dom. I don't remember what the hell we talked about when we talked about being tactical. What do we, do you remember like what we covered there? I think it's about being strategic. Just being strategic. Okay. Okay, lady, go listen to the episode. Because this was from season 14 and we are now on, we're damn near in season 21. So bear, bear with us here. But yeah, go check that out so you can learn more about what we said for being tactical. Refreshing. I, I'm a, that refreshing was kind of going back to enthusiasm, like coming yeah. in with a refreshing sense of energy and like a just a good vibe and energy yes. in general. And also kind of going back to the X factor, presenting something that is new and fresh. So Dom and I, mm-hmm. novel, yes, Dom and I talked about ways in which we stood out in interviews. And I know one of the things that I love to do is I love show and tell. I think I was one of those kids in like preschool where I love to just bring stuff to show and tell. So I'm always trying to figure out what can I, how can I dress in a way or wear a color that stands out? So usually I try to wear a bright color or something colorful in interviews. And then what can I bring as like a show and tell? So for me, it's usually some type of accomplishment book that's catered to the Mm -hmm. particular role so that I can send it, send it to them in a PDF after, or if I'm interviewing a person, I can have the book with, with me and people are going to remember that because everyone's not doing that. They're not taking the time to do that. So refreshing. And then the A for extra is anecdotal. So showing up with actual stories yeah. and being prepared to share your actual experiences. I think we're going to cover this a little later, but sometimes in interviews, they'll ask those situational or behavioral questions. And I notice for myself, I those questions can be tricky. Like if you yes. don't prepare, it can be hella, hella yeah. challenging to come up with something on the spot. So just imagine a world where someone's like, okay. Elizabeth, tell me about a time when you had a conflict with your colleague and how you overcame it. I feel like if people, if you don't prepare appropriately, you sound like you're pulling shit out your ass. And, yes. and what that sounds like is you being super general when they're asking for a specific example and you're like, oh, well, you know, if you have a conflict with your colleague, you know, you just talk to them and da da da. That's not answering the question. No. Being anecdotal is actually pulling in stories, which means that you need to prepare. And you need to have some of those behavioral questions prep for yourself so that you can be able to jog your memory in the moment. Right. And in that episode, we we give you some more concrete examples and ways in which you can do that that will set you up for success. Mm-hmm. And so then the part two of this episode of how to stand out in a job interview, we have the STAR method. and. With the STAR method, each of your interview answers needs to follow this particular strategy. So the S is for situation. So 
Describe the situation where everything happened. The T is for task. Describe the task you had to complete in order to solve the problem or issue at hand. So the S could also be, also stand for kind of setting the scene. Right? So you're describing what the situation is. Then you get to the task. And then the A is for action. And you explain what actions you took to complete the previously mentioned task. And then the R is for results. Talk about the results of your action. And you want to be as detailed as possible so that your interviewers can get a sense of who you are, how you think, and how you operate in these particular situations. And one of the questions is also thinking about how did your actions lead to the company or organization functioning better? Because at the end of the day, when you were working for another company, when you were working for someone else, what they are looking for is how you will add value to them the other way around. Mm -hmm. Let's be very clear on that. It's how you are adding value to them, how you will be a benefit to them, Mm -hmm. not the other way around. That is super, super spot on, Dom. And this lady, when you think about this, this requires a lot of preparation. I'm mm-hmm. as you were sharing that, I was going back to back in the day when I was interviewing aggressively for various roles and I had a Google Doc where I had S T A R and I was for each interview question, I was going through and like, okay, what do I want to talk about here? And really mapping it out and being, yeah, as you said earlier, tactical and strategic about <laughs> how you're getting you planning for this. So lady, just to kind of give you a quick idea of where we are, because we've covered a lot so far and we still have some more to cover. We talked about Two episodes that kind of fit under the theme of finding the right career for you. We then talked about what two episodes for securing the job and that career field that you want to be in. And then next, we're going to talk about thriving at the job. So now you got the job. So how are you going to thrive in this new role? And so then the first episode that tells us about thriving at work is season 18, episode six. Practical Techniques to Enable Black People to Win at Work with Ben Atkins. So one of the things that I remember from this interview is he talks about, Ben talks about being agile, right? And being able to be nimble. And what that means, being nimble and flexible in your work environment. And so it's really about So let's say that you've been assigned one role and we know when we get a job, when we sign on for a role, we they give us the job description and they list all the tasks. And usually right at the bottom (laughs) is that phrase, other duties as assigned, right? (laughs) And so, and and we know that that's a catch-all phrase, meaning that they at any point can give you some, some tasks that might not seem like on the surface it is related to your overall job title and description. Exactly. If we are in a space, you know, and I'm recalling this interview with Ben, if we are in a space of being nimble and thriving, we are taking that task and figuring out how we use that to leverage, uh, like be serve as leverage yeah. for a job change or a job promotion 
because we're showing that we can be flexible. And maybe what that means is we're leaving the current job that we're at to pursue something that's related to that that random new task, seemingly random mm-hmm. new task that we've been assigned and we've discovered a whole new strength that we have. Yes. Lady, that episode is incredibly inspiring. We got a lot of great feedback about that episode. So mm-hmm. please definitely go check it out. Ben is super inspiring. You are definitely going to hear yourself saying, preach, preacher, because he <laughs> dropping gems left and right about how to make smart and strategic decisions that will propel you towards your success. So definitely be sure to check that episode out. And then the next one is from season 20, episode three. It's Reclaiming Your Power in the Workplace with Dr. Wendy S. Williams. And this was an incredibly insightful conversation as well. Dr. Wendy is amazing. Love. I'm trying to think, when you think about the conversation, Don, what comes to mind for you? One, she wrote a book, so, and she has a podcast, so go check it out. I think that, thing that stands out for me is that she was very clear on defining the ways in which culture and race and society mm. play a role in how we tend to show up in the workplace, yes. how our workplaces tend to engage with us, and how we can use that to understand how we can show up in a way that's going to be beneficial to us. Yeah. Again, that was another episode that was incredibly insightful and inspiring. And we were also recently on Dr. Wendy's podcast. She's just amazing. So lady, be sure to go check that out for sure. And again, you can take a look at the show notes. We'll have all the episodes listed there. And this takes us to our next category, which is finding the balance, right? So you you found the right career. You're securing the job that's in your career field. You're thriving at the job. And now you're like, okay, goddamn, they working me. I need to find balance, okay? Right. And we have an amazing guest for this first episode. So this is from season, girl, this was so good. Season seven, episode five, Executive Women, Living Your Purpose and Exploring the Myth of Balance with Tashonda Duckett. And lady, if you're not familiar with Tashonda Duckett, just go look her up online. Like go Google her, find her on LinkedIn. She is an incredible Black woman, and she is currently the president and CEO of TIAA, and she's a big deal in the industry, okay? So just, if you don't know her, you need, you know, need to know her. Yeah, go, mm-hmm. go do your Googles mm-hmm. and, and, and find her. Okay, that interview was so long ago, but I just remember how it made me feel when we were talking to her and yes. even after the fact. Anything comes up? So there were lots of, in our show notes for that episode, we list all, like, she was dropping the gems and lots of like tweetable, quotable moments. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing that stood out for me in that conversation that really helps me kind of reframe how I look at that work-life balance and recognizing that we don't ever really have the balance, but she talked about diversifying your portfolio, Mm -hmm. right? Now, for most of us, we hear that Most of us might think, oh, she's talking about money, like finances, right? Mm -hmm. No, we're not talking about investments, even though like that's that's the role that she has right now, right? Yeah. But what she's talking about here is how you allocate your time. And what I appreciated is that she said, you know, you write down what matters to you and you allocate that. Mm -hmm. 
and recognizing that in the moment, like I remember in the conversation, one of the things that she was saying is that when she's in the moment, she's giving a hundred percent. Yeah. So when she is being mom, she is showing up a hundred percent as mom. She has shut off being CEO. She's not like, so all of the other roles get on their own pause so that she can focus on being mom. Right. Now, she might not spend a hundred percent of her day being mom, but when she's in mom mode, it's a hundred percent focus. And what that helped me to realize is, okay, yeah, so there may there are aspects of my life. If I look at everything like a pie chart and everything adds up to a hundred percent, that on one day, my hundred percent may look like 75% of that goes to my job. 20% of that goes to my family. 5% of that goes to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's one particular day. That's not going to be every day. And recognizing that, okay, so if I'm clear that on this day, the majority of my time and energy needs to be focused on work, then I'm going to be 100% present at work. And when I shift to doing things for the family, even though it's a smaller part of my day, when I'm there with the family, I am 100% there with the family. I'm not tending to work stuff. Nothing else. I'm not dealing with anything else. I am strictly dealing with family. Ooh, that that episode has so many gems, lady. I'm glad that you pointed that particular point out, Don, because that is just, it was so powerful to hear a woman of her caliber speak about how she has harmony and balance in her life. Lady, a couple other quotes that kind of stand out from this episode are, I rent my title, but I own my character. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time. I rent my title, but I own my Mm -hmm. character. And she was just talking about what that actually means, right? To to not be defined by the title that you have at a company and not tying your identity to that title, but owning your character, owning your transferable skills, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing that you can... You know, the title, kind of like what we talked about before, your title doesn't define who you are, right? It's your character. Mm-hmm. And your character transcends your ego. Is something else she also said. The other thing I think that really stood out is she talked about three things you should never sacrifice, which are your health, your family, and your character. Oh, okay. So lady, I'm sure you're like, oh girl, this is good. Yeah. Go check that yes. episode out oh, yes, for sure. Do. And so then that takes us to our next episode in Finding Balance, which is season 15, episode three, Understanding Burnout. It's about you. Mm. All right. So in this episode, Terry and I walk you through all of the various signs of burnout, the reasons we can be burned out, and how to care for yourself during burnout. And I think, you know, When I think about it at the time that this episode was recorded, this was coming, so season 15, so we're, you know, coming off of the pandemic, like people are slowly getting back outside and back into the office and recognizing what were the effects of working from home during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? There were there was the realization for us as a collective, right? 
the realization for some of us that being at home, it's like, oh, really am burned out at this job because I am doing the absolute most. And now that I'm at home, I see how much of my time was spent dedicated to this job that maybe I don't actually like, right? Or how do I like it's for it was forcing folks to kind of reevaluate, right? The other piece of that too was also recognizing that, oh, I don't like this job, so I'm gonna quit. So this was coming on the cusp of the great resignation. Yeah. Right. And part of why we people resigned, a lot of black women, a lot of part of the reason why a lot of black women were resigning from their jobs was because of burnout. And in this episode, we talk about like, what are the reasons why people are burned out? Most of the time, it's not about you. There are things, particularly for Black women, there are things happening within the system that you're working, in which you're working, that are not made to benefit you. And so because of that, you are feeling the brunt of it, right? Black women, we tend to do. We're feeling the brunt of it. And so now we're burned out from this job. And because, and also part of why we're burned out is because we tend to go above and beyond the expectations that are set for us in these jobs. The old do. <laughs> and we tend to do more than the bare minimum. And if we're being perfectly honest here, oftentimes when we do the bare minimum, our our Black women's bare minimum standard is usually a thousand times better than everybody else's bare minimum. You better tell it, time. Yeah, that episode is good. We have a lot of, there's a lot of value there. I was looking at one of the comments as you were speaking, one of the comments that we got about that episode and People just found a lot of value from that lady. So be sure to tune into that. We also have season 19, episode four, Beating Burnout with Kelly Bonner. And this was also a really great episode. She's the host of Black Girl Burnout Podcast. So she has a whole podcast dedicated to burnout. So definitely go check out her podcast and this episode. Girl, I must be getting, it must be that last birthday I had. Cause I'm like, do you remember this? This was season 19. What's without you? This was few months ago. Yeah. Yes. It was a few months ago. So what do you remember from this episode, Dom? What I remember is that Kelly liked to incorporate like playfulness, oh, right? Yes, yes, yes. That like and playfulness in terms of your self-care to kind of prevent burnout, right? And recognizing that it's the importance of like our day-to-day things that we do that help us prevent the burnout. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that she pointed out were not necessarily the things that you might find in your typical, like, article online. Yes. I. It's funny because as we're thinking about, as a podcast, when we're thinking about these episodes, I'm thinking about how I felt. Mm -hmm. I can't remember all the content, but I think about how I felt as we interviewed the person, I remember Kelly having really great energy. Yes. I also remember after interviewing her, you and I chatted and I was like, I think I've been burnt out because I realized mm-hmm. it after hearing her speak about it. And she talked about this app that she uses that I actually downloaded and purchased called 
the Fabulous app. Oh, yes. Yes, so it I is. Yes. was using that for a little bit, but that was a really good episode, lady. So be sure to check it out. I remember being touched so deeply from the content and Kelly's energy. Oh, and the other thing that I remember, too, is kind of going back to what we talked about in our episode about burnout not necessarily being about us. Yeah. But that she talked about what are strategies that employers could use, mm-hmm. like organizations could use to prevent burnout within your employees. Because when your employees are burned out, they're not giving you the top quality work. You're not getting the best. Mm-hmm. And we know we're in a capitalist society and these organizations want the best. Yeah. But when your people are burned out, you're not going to get the best. From them. And then everybody suffers. Exactly. So, lady, this moves us on to the fifth and final theme for these episodes. And this is quitting and moving on. So maybe you done found the balance and now you're like, this ain't it. So quitting and moving on, right? So the first episode we have under this category is season 19, episode nine, which is called Work to Live, Don't Live to Work. How to add more joy, fun and pleasure to our lives. This was a fun episode yeah, to record. And I think everyone needs to listen to this episode because who doesn't want more fun, pleasure, and what's the other one? <laughs> joy. Joy. Yeah. Clearly, I need to listen to that episode again. But this was a fun episode. The quote of the day for this one is a quote that we should all remember. And this was from a, a Twitter user because we X, we ain't saying X. It was from a Twitter user. And this person said, <laughs> If you die tonight, your employer yeah, would have your job advertising to fill your role by the end of the month, but your friends and family would miss you forever. Don't get so busy on making a living that you forget to work on making a life. Yes. Yes. That part. That part. That part. I can't stress enough. And I probably said it in the episode because, again, I can't stress enough that, yeah, I don't care where you work. Mm-hmm. I don't care how great a relationship you have with your colleagues. If you die today or you quit today, they will be posting your job description tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The business will go on. That doesn't mean that your colleagues won't mourn your loss. Exactly. But the business will go on. Exactly. And you and so you don't need to be loyal to a company that will never be loyal to you. Now, I do want to be clear, because I do work for a company, so I do want to be clear that that does not mean that you don't give your best. What it means is you have your priorities, and work is not your top priority. Your family, your friends, other things that you value in life are your priority. Work comes second or third to those things. And so you will still show up and give quality work. But your life does not revolve around that job. And I will say, as you were saying, I could see, I could hear someone listening to me like, well, work is my priority. Like I'm in the season where it is. And like we were saying before, take what resonates and leave the rest. Because yes. it just, I think ideally for us as humans, we should be in a space where we can let go of work. We can have work-life you know, balance and boundaries. And I haven't always been very good with that. And so, yeah. And so I think that we should aspire to get to that place. But we understand, lady, if you're not in that place today and maybe family yeah. isn't a priority, maybe you are focused on work. Maybe you're in that season or maybe you're trying to get out of that. 
Or maybe you're one of those people who you love your work so much that you're like, this is what, this is my priority. This is what I want to focus on. And th- if that's a lifestyle that serves you and that you connect with, do you, boo? But I will say this episode is really good because we talk about the importance of work-life balance. We answer some really, I think, insightful questions about how you can add more joy and pleasure to your life. We talk about identifying and prioritizing pleasure and joy, infusing fun into work and daily activities, mm-hmm. practicing mindfulness and gratitude, and also pursuing hobbies and interests. So this is 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. <laughs> and then... The final episode in this series is a more recent episode, season 20, episode seven. I'm out. Strategies for quitting your job. So at this point in the game, in the episode, you have decided it's time to go. (laughs) I have done all the things. I've tried all the tips that Terry and Dr. Don gave. Tried all the tips that their amazing guests provided. And shit, I still ain't happy. This mm. still ain't it. Ain't it. So, this episode will help you strategize how to quit effectively and appropriately. Because I don't care what industry you are in. The world is small. Girl. Especially when you're black. You tell Girl. Can't tell you. You know, as a psychologist, what I know is the statistic says that there's only 5% black psychologists in, in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So what that tells me, just from the statistics alone, is that chances are people know me. Yeah. People that I haven't, psychologists that I haven't met have probably heard my name. Or they know of you. Or they know of me, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And not just Black psychologists, other psychologists as well. Mm -hmm. And so how I engage with people will follow me. That's part of my reputation and that will follow me. I can't tell you how many times I've been at a conference and run into something, met somebody that knows somebody that I know in the field mm-hmm. or met somebody that says they heard of me. I was at a conference this summer and ran into somebody who listened to the podcast. Oh like she came up to me and she was like, oh my gosh, you're Dr. Dom. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. Like I was so surprised. Yeah, I don't think you showed me that. And so... You never know the people that know you. Mm -hmm. And so you always want to show up and interact with folks in a genuine, professional way, right? So saying all that to say that when you decide that you are ready to be done, you need to be strategic in how you do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've run through those tips. So like one of the first things is consulting your mentors. Because hopefully you have good mentors who will help you really assess, is this the best decision for you right now in this moment? Right? Part of that conversation with your mentors is also identifying a timeline, right? So 
do you need to walk away now or can you give reasonable notice? When do you notify your immediate boss, your colleagues, et cetera? So helping you figuring out that timeline, because depending on the situation, yeah, that will determine the timeline that you need for making your exit. You want to make sure you have your financial house in order, because like we mentioned before, for some of us, work is not going to be the top priority. But if your finances are in such a way that it needs to be your top priority, you might not be in a position to walk away right now. So you want to make sure, like you want to look closely at your finances to help you determine what is the timeline for making your exit. Identify your next steps. So do you need time off? Do you need to secure another job? Are you launching a business? One of the things that I tell folks and that we kind of just have, most folks kind of have this understanding is that when you're looking for a job, it's so much easier to find a job when you already have a job. Yes. Why is it so much easier? Because there's because of the energy in which you're showing up with, Ooh. right? Oh, yeah. If you have a job already, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily pressed. Yeah, you're not desperate. You're not desperate. Yes. When you are desperate, and I get it, we've all been in positions where we have been desperate, Absolutely. right? But be clear, when you are in a desperate position, you are more likely to take a job and accept things within that job, accept conditions within that job that are beneath you, that are demeaning, that are not healthy. It's settling. But you are settling and you are doing it because you need it, Mm -hmm. not because it's the best thing for you. I was just going to say, lady, and if you're, if you subscribe and believe in like the law of attraction and everything, and you think about energetically what you're putting out into the universe, that I'm so glad you made that point, Don, because if you're showing up with an energy of desperation, it's impacting what you're attracting as well, right? And so I think it's just so important to make sure you're in a good headspace in general, whether you have the job or you have an emergency savings that's going to help you, you know, navigate that transition, make sure you're energetically in a great place. Yes. And once you do that, I think the next thing then is to submit your letter of resignation. Always, always, always. I can't stress enough. You always want things in writing. Absolutely. And then if you feel comfortable, because there are some situations when we leave a job where we don't feel comfortable, don't feel safe doing so, mm-hmm. provide feedback and or an exit interview. Yeah. Because in some instances, that the company, the organization that you work for needs to understand why you are leaving Mm -hmm. so that they don't end up repeating the same steps with someone else. Yes. Making the same mistakes with someone else. Lady, does this episode sound valuable? So much value here. I do want to say we begin the episode with seven questions that you can ask yourself to identify if it's time for you to quit. So okay. definitely check out this episode. We covered a lot today. Yes. And I don't think we need to do a recap because we're going to put everything in the show notes. So we'll yeah. put it in the show notes for you ladies. So you can see the various episodes. We talked about the five themes here, but this episode here should be a great roadmap for you to just learn how you can optimize your career experience from beginning to end. So lady, we hope this is valuable for you. 
Dom and I are going to hop on over to the after show to share a bit more context and behind the scenes footage. So head on over to herspacepodcast.com. Click on Wisdom Wednesday with Terry at the top and support us on Patreon, lady. We are Black founded, Black funded and Black owned and we thrive because of your support. And we're here because of you. So thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I. N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D dot com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Every dream within me exists because it's possible.